0: Good morning and welcome to Thursday morning, April the 22nd in 2021 on When I Rise. We're currently in year B of the Revised Common Lectionary, and this is the fourth Sunday of Easter, that season after Easter Sunday, seven full weeks of reflecting on the resurrection, and what it means for us, and for the world, and for the cosmos, and for anything that you and I could ever imagine or hope for. That is what we cover during this season of the Christian year. And so on the Thursday of the week, we like to take a look at the Bible passage from the New Testament letters. And so we're back in First John. This is the third week that we're in First John. So First John 3, 16 through 24. So let me read that passage provide a couple points for reflection, and then we'll spend our time praying along a theme that we find there. Thanks for making us party of your morning on When our Rise. Let's allow our souls to rise and meet God together in a time of prayer. 1 John chapter 3 verses 16 through 24. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need, but has no pity on them, how can they let lo- the love of God be in that person? Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. This is how we know that we belong to the truth and how we set our hearts at rest in his presence. If our hearts condemn us, we know that God is greater than our hearts, and He knows everything. Dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God, and receive from Him anything we ask, because we keep His commands and do what pleases Him. And this is His command, to believe in the the name of His Son, Jesus Christ, and to love one another as He commanded us. The one who keeps God's commands lives in him and he in them, and this is how we know that he lives in us. We know by the Spirit he gave us. This is the word of God for us. I don't know if you've had this experience in your life before, but you ever had like just a glittering image of someone that you looked up to and uh, along the way like that image gets challenged a bit because uh, maybe they had a angry outburst and it was like a different side of who they were or uh, so you meet someone along the way who doesn't share the same enthusiasm you have for this person and it's just hard to come back from that right because you have like this ideal image of who they were and then for whatever reason your experience or the opinion of another person begins to kind of chip away at that image to where they're not exactly that genuine article that they thought that they were. One of the things that religions deal with, in particular in Christianity, even more particularly, is how to be a genuine human being. Uh, Sincerity, genuineness, uh, we might call it integrity, uh, that idea of being held together Uh, And to be able to withstand pressure is where integrity comes from. And that's what we see in the New Testament all the time. And we see like there's these litmus tests of being the genuine article. And we see that often in John's letters. Uh, In particular, this idea of we claim to be this, but if our actions say this, then it brings into question our claim of being a follower of Jesus. He's already said this in 1 John chapter 2. And he's taken another aim at it here in First John chapter 3. He wants to define what love is. He says love is God. It comes from God. He's going to say that in chapter 4. But here in chapter 3, he says that Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. So that's one aspect of it. But another aspect is that we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters as well. We are united with Jesus if we are willing to love the way that he loved, right? And he goes further in verse 17, If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. So when we sign up for Christianity, we make some statements, we make belief claims about God, about who he is, uh, that he's a God of love. And then we give ourselves a certain rubric of behavior to be compared to, that we'd be a person of love. And that love is filled with actions, not just words and confessions. Uh, and then this adds further. Uh, this unitive idea of being with God um, goes further in verses 19 and following, that we, uh, when we pray for things, uh, we know that we can be at rest in our request because we are so unified with God that we would only pray the things that God himself would desire us to pray. Now, John's words here seem high and lofty, don't they? Uh, that if if we claim to be like Jesus, that we'll lay down our life uh, just like Jesus did. If we claim to be in Jesus, if we see someone in any need at any time, that we will give to their need and that we'll try to lift their burden. I mean, that's just something that is an ideal for John. And then another ideal is that we'd be so in sync with God that we only pray for those things, which we know we should pray for because we are at one with God. And so obviously John is using hyperbole here to talk about the Christian life. Uh, There are times that we will not lay down our lives for our friends. Uh, There are times that when we see somebody in need that we're not going to provide for their needs. Does this bring into question our faith? Not entirely, but but John wants to overstate his point in order to make it. This is something that we see. Our love should look a whole lot like Jesus' love. Our generosity and our pity should look a lot like the generosity and pity of Jesus. Our prayer life should be fruitful because when we're considering what we should ask God for and what we shouldn't ask God for, we will learn to ask for those things which are in alignment with the the shape and the contours of the kingdom of heaven, so is John, is John trying to give us a high bar that we fail at again and against so that we trust in the grace of Christ? you know some Christians think that that Jesus' commands of us, others' commands of us from the New Testament are just so high that we if we that, that they want us to aim for them so that when we fall we'll trust in grace again and not on our own merits. I guess you can conclude that I don 't necessarily conclude that I, what I conclude is that John is giving us what a vision of what it means to be united with the Lord. It looks like love. It looks like providing for the needs of others. And it looks like having a life so bathed in God's presence that it seems like we're sharing the same words of our Savior, the same ideals as our Savior, the same hopes as our Savior, so that when those things pour out into prayer, we know that our lives are being mingled with God in this quantum entanglement as We share a life of love with him. So, there's a lot to pray for this morning uh, about living a life of love, about providing for the needs of others, and being in so in sync with the will and demands and the hopes of our God that uh, we only ask for those things which we know that he'd be pleased that we should ask for. And so, I hope that you and I ultimately are encouraged to take that next faithful step with Jesus in regards to the way that we treat others, provide for the needs of others, and spend our time with God. So let's spend some time praying along those themes this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we confess to you that at times our commitment wavers, and it's not because our heart isn't in it. It's just because we're trying to learn a new pattern uh, in a way of life. And so God, we confess to you that we need your help today like we did the first day that we decided to walk with you. And so as we take the next faithful step, we understand the high demands of what it means to be a Christian. And it's not demanding in a way that's uh, cumbersome and, and weighty to where it wants to crush us, but we understand that this is a disciplined life. It's a life that uh, yearns for commitment and it yearns for our whole self to be invested. So God, we confess to you that we have not invested our whole self, but as we confess to you, I think that you forgive us, you wash us clean, you purify us, and you give us your spirit to continue on. And so God, it is our heart's desire, all of us, it's our dream today to be the people who are united to you. So may we be united in love for you and love for others. May we be united with you so that we can care for the concerns of our brothers and sisters. That we would have pity upon needs and seek our best with what you give us to meet those needs. And I pray that as we live a life of prayer, not just having a prayer time, but as we have a life of prayer, that we would understand and discern what is best to ask of you today. Uh, we think of that prayer is the place uh, where we ask the things that we know we can't do, the things we can't accomplish. As we cross over the boundary of our limitations into the boundary of the uh, plentitude of your blessing and grace, I pray that you would highlight and draw out and make us aware of the needs that you desire for us to pray so that we can join with you in this quantum entanglement of life where we ask and receive because you're so eager to give. So be that good, good Father who listens to our prayers, who binds up our needs and allows us to see what you're doing in the world and to be blown away by all the things that you can do because you are God. So God, we give our lives to you once again. We place our lives fully into your hands. We ask that you'd use us and that you'd show us what it means to be your people. I ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.